0: Hello and welcome to Call Bank Sports. Um it has it has been a minute, and boy, did we did we miss a lot of things. Um and Dale and I are just kind of gonna sit here and chat about it. I mean, we missed the Jazz losing in the first round to the Mavericks. We missed Quinn Snyder resigning. Um we didn't really miss the jerseys last Friday. I think I've personally <laughs> just been trying to. Take a deep breath and relax. Um, wanted to have a bit of a calmer take than I did, um, you know, last weekend. But I think the more I have just sat around, the more I've stewed. So we'll see if I say anything that hasn't been said. But I, I, do- I doubt I'm that creative. But Dale, um, what are you kind of thinking right now?
1: I, I do want to note on the jerseys. When they brought back the throwback mountain jersey a, a few years ago, I remember we were talking about it and you weren't a fan. And now this new set of jerseys, that's the only one that you kind of like. So,
0: <laughs> I don't remember that discussion. I do really like purple. Like, it's one of my favorite colors. And I do enjoy the um, stuff from the 90s, you know, with that Purple Mountain um, jersey. But it's by no means my favorite. Like, it's one of those that I'm fine with the Jazz wearing. But I definitely always preferred other jerseys over it. So when I'm looking at it, I'm like, oh, yay. Like, that's that's the best one. And just really watching the Jazz try to backtrack and just do everything they can to say, yeah, this um black, white, and yellow thing, like, um we don't know how long it's going to be here, but purple, purple will be here for <laughs> a long time. Um, I, look, wait two
1: years, and they're getting rid of that jersey, I bet, like. <laughs>
0: Well, I was reading the Andy Larson piece um, that he wrote on the Salt Lake Tribune, and he kind of went in depth and said a lot of things that I'm sure he has sources on, but just kind of make intuitive sense. Like the whole big thing was supposed to be the black, white and yellow. That was supposed to be the whole thing. Like they've been kind of teasing it for a year with the remodel of the practice facility, the changing the note to black. And then like last week, they paint the note purple And the first half of the announcement video is purple is here. Um, But he mentions how there's kind of like a set period of time that teams need to keep the colors. Like you can't just be going and changing your color scheme every other year. So it sounds like if the Jazz want to do that, they're going to have to like get some exceptions from the league and from Nike. And I hope they're able to get it. I if you're someone who likes those jerseys, please let us know down in the comments below. Like I totally get that some people might might like them um but i just really i didn't like moving away from just the colors i've known and loved loved and like from kind of the eclectic mix of jerseys that the jazz have already and then to see jerseys that in my opinion just feel really poorly designed like it's not even a oh i don't like these colors but just looking at the black and yellow jersey and thinking could we not have some highlights could we not have like a different color trim on the shoulder or just something to add some variety. Like it really just felt like rec league. They feel like rec league uniforms to me. But and that, I don't even know if that's being overly critical.
1: That That's kind of, I'm not against the color scheme. I think there's a lot of cool things you could do with it. I think the court that they made with it is awesome, but I, I agree with the jerseys. I, I think they would be the coolest practice jerseys in the league. <laughs> but <laughs> they're not great for games i don't think.
0: No, they're really not. And the highlighter yellow jersey, just i showed it i showed the video to my roommate just because i wanted his opinion on it. And he was trying to like spare my feelings and i said, "Well, i don't think i like these." And then he just went all out on them like he's <laughs> from New York, doesn't care about the jazz, doesn't care about basketball, and he just thought that they were hideous. And i'm just kind of like I know that in business, apparently all publicity is good publicity, but like Ryan Smith, I mean, is Qualtrics really, you know, is Qualtrics really that big of a company? Like how you must have just got so far that you couldn't turn back with these like they're they're just not good.
1: Qualtrics stock, it's been it's been dropping hard the past six months. So maybe he's just trying to get something
0: going, trying to get something going, trying to say, look, things might be going south in other places, but. (laughs) I can put together some terrible pieces of clothing. Um, This is probably a bit of an over-exaggeration, or I don't know. I might be being a bit overly dramatic when it comes to this, and I haven't seen it talked about anywhere. But do you you think that this affects, like, how the players feel? Do you think that this kind of can make them skew more negative? I mean, maybe they all like the jerseys. Clarkson said he liked them. Um, I, I... He's a decent actor. He kind of has to when
1: the camera's pointed in his face and he's the actor that's like presenting. This is like, oh, this is a big deal. Let's hype him up. Like he couldn't say something bad about it.
0: He said these are if you've seen the um, one of the hype videos on Twitter, he said these are like the coolest jerseys ever. And I'm like, (laughs) okay, like toned at like, let's take a step back. Like there's a lot of jerseys that are so much cooler than that. So I um I'm just wondering though like things are I'm assuming really negative right now in the Jazz locker room. I mean it sounds like things really like crap really hit the fan towards the latter part of the season. I mean even if that wasn't the case the way that they exited the playoffs um just can't sit good with the team. I they definitely had opportunities to be able to pick up wins against the Mavericks and to be able to move on and they weren't able to do that. Quinn Snyder then all of a sudden leaves who it sounds like maybe there was some, maybe not animosity, but maybe the players weren't listening to him as much as they previously had. But that doesn't mean that they're not disappointed to see him go and that they're not concerned about his potential replacement. And so all of this is happening. You have trade rumors swirling around the jazz, like is Gobert going to Atlanta, Chicago, Toronto. I mean, is it to the point where he just needs to be gone because they're um shopping him so much around the league and then now you get this like i definitely don't think it's the worst thing in the world but i wonder is it like the straw that you know um went from breaking the camel's back to like having the camel be fully paralyzed for life um with like no sign of recovery I, i'm rambling at this point but what are kind of your thoughts on that dale is so, there is there anything there or am i just being melodramatic
1: with quinn snyder specifically? Um, or
0: just mainly like, could these jerseys just be something that's really not that big of a deal, but just bad enough to make things even worse in the locker room? Or I, if things are bad, are they going to be bad either way?
1: I don't know if that, I don't think it will. I think if it has an impact, it's a subliminal impact. I don't think yeah. Mitchell's like going and demanding a trade because he doesn't like the new jerseys. I think it it does have a bigger impact on fans though. There's, there's like the boulders rolling down the mountain and gaining momentum. It's all negative momentum, and and it, it was just such a big swing with these jerseys that maybe if the Jazz made it to the conference finals in the playoffs, they would have had a better reception. But I
0: could you imagine if the I Jazz were were NBA champions, you know, and the jerseys were 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 revealed at the champion parade, and this is what happened. It's like. First title in utah you know um ever and then just all of a sudden it's like and now dumbest jerseys in the league like turns into a riot the difference between those two stories like that would still be disappointing but you'd be like well you know the jazz got the ring the jazz got the trophy like we're good i mean i i really wonder what the reaction would be it wouldn't be a happy reaction but there would be so much joy that it wouldn't matter and now it's just kind of like oh Everything's negative right now, and what 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 are we gonna do? Let's make it even worse.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let's change the one thing that doesn't actually matter, but fans still care about, and and make them angrier. Yeah, but with the Jazz, there's a lot of. I'm sure everyone who watches this video has been following what's going on with the Jazz. Um, I, I do want to talk about Quinn Snyder a little bit because he's been. One of the greatest, well, he's been one of the best, like winningest coaches in jazz history. I think he's second behind Jerry, uh, Jerry Sloan, correct?
0: Yes, Um, I believe so.
1: And so I think him quitting, uh, like if after he quit, I kind of dug into his history and it, um, I don't know if this is, I don't want to put a label on him, but it kind of makes sense. Like at Missouri, he was the coach for Missouri in, in college and he did really good with them there was some NCAA violation drama going on so he resigned and he actually said he was going to quit basketball forever uh which was fine cuz he has he has an mba and a doctorate in law which is yeah. insane so he, he has could, a lot of
0: business he, experience too like he, he could do he whatever, could have done he whatever,
1: whatever he wanted um but then he he kind of got into the nba g league coaching assistant coaching and he ended up with the jazz and i think he's a coach where i'm if he wants a job in the NBA, he's going to get a job in the yeah. next year or two. Um, I think him quitting is good for the Jazz in the next, I don't know, three to five years. I think it's bad for them long term. I think if he could have stuck around, he could have been another Jerry Sloan where even if we don't have the most talented roster in the world, he would get the Jazz the playoffs every year. I think that's how good of a coach he is. So it's sad to see him go. But the Jazz are at a point where they need to swing for the fences and get a championship here in the next decade. And yeah. him leaving, I think, is probably the best move for that. It's it's one of the big things that you can switch up. And you don't really have to worry about the salary cap with coaches as much, so you can no, find find the right fit
0: there. You don't. And you know with Danny Ainge leading um leading the search, and I mean the last I believe the only two coaching hires that Danny Ainge has made um were Doc Rivers in Boston and you can say what you want about Doc when it comes to you know kind of persistent playoff um falling short consistently in the playoffs but I mean he did win a title
1: um, he hired him he he got the
0: chip yeah he got the chip and I mean oh like he's one of the best coaches in the league if Doc Rivers wanted to come to Utah right now I'd have concerns but I I wouldn't want to say no just because he has consistently shown that he can win, um, and put and put together winning teams. Maybe not always to the championship level, but that he can build teams with a lot of success. And then he hired, oh come on, Butler head coach. What's his What's his name? That's right.
1: I'm I'm seeing his face right now.
0: I am um at Adam Stevens, Brad. Brad um, Stevens. Brad Stevens. I to say Brad. Adam this Silver. Is so, this is so pathetic. Yes, Adam Silver. Um, no, but then he hired, I believe, Brad Stevens. Let's confirm yeah, this. We right, got you it. Know. That's him. Okay, Brad Stevens. Awesome. Then he hired Brad Stevens, who um did a lot of good in Boston. Like you look at what people expected from pulling the Butler head coach, like who had no NBA experience. And lead and being able to construct a good team and to be able to help them a lot. And yeah, it took um Ime Udoka, I believe, if I'm butchering, I'm probably butchering that name, to you know, get Boston to the title this year. But Stevens still would have had a shot. But that's also the change there where you had Stevens who had done a lot of good things with the Celtics, and you bring in a new voice. And what happens the next year? All of a sudden, you know, they're in the title, they're in title contention and um, until they fall apart kind of towards the um end of the, towards the end of the playoffs, it looked like they were going to beat the Warriors in five or six and bring, they were my bring home the trophy. They were yeah. my
1: pick from the first round. So uh, I'm, not, I'm not mad that the Warriors won, but I'm kind of upset that my pick didn't win.
0: <laughs> oh no, definitely. So taking a look at that and thinking like, what if the Jazz do keep go bear? What if they're able to make a small change? Like, Ship Rudy Gay out, possibly um, upgrade, at least from a size and athleticism um, kind of standpoint. Are They're able to, sorry, my mind is just wandering. They're able to trade Mike Conley to get a bit more size and athleticism. Just things like that. Like, the Jazz could be going to the title next year. Obviously, these are big ifs. I mean, there's 30 teams, like, only two of them can get there. If the Jazz want to do it, they're going to have to, you know, go through these rising teams like the Mavericks and the Grizzlies. They're going to have to go through teams like the Suns um, and the Warriors. Like, you can never count out LeBron James. Um, And maybe we're getting to the point where you're going to start doing it, depending on what happens in the offseason. But I, I do have hope for this hire. I think Ainge can go out and make a good hire. Um. There's very few people that I would be really concerned to to see the Jazz go higher. Uh, I think the biggest one would be Frank Vogel. Um, I know that he didn't get a fair, maybe the best shot in Los Angeles, but just Frank Vogel has never been a very good offensive coach. He um, is a pretty good defensive defensive coach. I don't think I want to see the Jazz pick him up um terry stotts
1: i don't think he's even in contention right now i I know the the jazz have a list of 15 people so i probably everyone's in contention at this point but
0: um i think stotts from portland um that could be really good for donovan mitchell developing um that i mean you'd want to get some good defensive mind around him, but he has had some years where he's been, where things have worked out okay defensively for him. So how much of it is just not having good pieces, but then again, the Jazz don't have the best defensive pieces right now. In the end though, I mean, I'm fine if the Jazz go pick up, you know, a um, G League head coach or something like that. If they go pick up an assistant, there's really nobody who I know of right now who I would just think crap, I don't want them to be coaching. And in the end, Danny Ainge is a much better basketball mind than me. So I'm honestly just kind of fine putting things in his hands and just interested to see where it goes.
1: Yeah, I do have one concern with the Danny Ainge. Uh with Danny Ainge not his hire, but who he might hire. Okay. So we think about Doc Rivers. Um I I give him credit. It was a great hire. I think it was also an obvious hire in that case. It was, um, Doc From Rivers what I
0: hear, r- it was a less- Boston
1: guy. He he was out there. Like I I I don't know the whole process. I don't know the history there. But and then Brad Stevens I think was an excellent hire. But he was an X's and O's guy, and I think yeah. he's one of the best X's and O's guys out there. But and that's one of the reasons why he couldn't make it to. The playoffs is because he had a lot of star power there and he couldn't manage them and you kind of need that talent manager you kind of need that personality manager that locker room guy and so the second brad stevens leaves brings in ime Ime udoka they get to the finals and so i'm i'm curious if danny Ainge, he's a great basketball mind he knows the x's and o's and i wonder if him because a lot a lot of times what we've seen, I think recently, and this may be um this may be an incorrect conclusion, but I've started noticing that if you look at like when the Lakers won their championship or or when other teams are winning uh the the Dallas Mavericks, I don't think it's all on Jason Kidd that they did so good. I think Jason Kidd has some excellent assistant coaches. He's actually bringing over a ton of assistance from when the Lakers won that championship with Anthony Davis and LeBron James. So I think the head coach kind of needs to be the manager. He needs to be able to motivate players. He needs to get Donovan Mitchell to play uh, a little harder on defense. He needs and then he can get those talent guys like Jason Kidd. There's an assistant where that assistant takes care of all the defensive stuff. And Jason Kidd is kind of organizing things like managing the talent that he has. And so not that the Mavericks won a championship or anything, but they Outperformed all expectations, and so I think definitely. I think what the Jazz need to be looking for, and I think um, Danny Ainge might be. I don't know what he's thinking, and he he knows more than me. Whoever he hires is probably better (laughs) than the hire I would end up making. But I think he needs to look for someone who is more of a locker room guy, a manager of talent, who has some influence, who can bring over some really solid assistant coaches. And the assistant coaches can work with Rudy Gobert and give him some post moves and work with Donovan Mitchell on his shot to improve it a little bit or work work on his footwork on defense and those like little specific things. And maybe he has some a couple like an offensive coordinator and a defensive coordinator like you have in football who do a lot of the X's and O's. And that coach is just making sure people are on the same page and people are doing what they need to to win. So that's one concern. Based off of his past hires, he he hired a championship coach, but I think Doc Rivers might be more of those X's and O's guy based off of his last his like previous performance in the playoffs. I'm seeing a lot of those Frank Vogel, I think, is an excellent basketball mind, but yeah. maybe he's better as an assistant and doing that more specific stuff. And when he had all the great assistants around him, that's when they won a championship
0: no, that makes a lot of sense. And um, David Locke actually did a really good interview with Danny Ainge. That's over on the YouTube, Utah Jazz um, YouTube channel. And asked a lot of questions about who he's looking for. Like you were talking about the X's and O's and the um, kind of management side. And that interview really gave the vibe that he is looking for someone to, I think he said like manage the chaos. Um, I don't that's know if that's perfect. an exact quote. And that's kind of did seem more the route he's looking to go to go down um, where we have, where the jazz do have talented players. Um, and it'll be really interesting to see what the um, roster is going to be looking, look like come opening day. Like my dad was um, debating between purchasing a bogey Jersey or a Clarkson Jersey. And I was like, well, whichever one you choose the other one might not, you might not be able to get a Jersey for them um, here in the next few months like there's a lot of volatil- volatility right now with this roster but in the end what the Jazz need is someone to be able to manage the locker room um, whose voice is going to be heard and to just make sure that the players are more unified than it seemed like they were towards the end of um the season I do feel like Quinn Snyder maybe could have worked things out with another year um, but in the end he knows things a lot better than I do and like you said I do think a shakeup here isn't the worst thing in the world, and I am happier to see um, Quinn step away than Quinn gets fired, since I just think that would yeah. be really sad. And it is going to be really kind of um disappointing to me if Gobert gets traded, um, or if Mitchell gets traded, or I mean, if if that happens with a lot of players. Like I think losing Joe was really hard, and that was something that I could at least emotionally prepare for, um, knowing that that was what was going to happen, just based on. He can't play. He's an expiring contract like this is going; these are going to be the steps that are taken. And right now, everything's just up in the air. And um, I honestly right now. Think that it's better for the Jazz to have Rudy Gobert next year from an X's and O's standpoint. But obviously, like we've been talking about, there's a lot more than X's and O's when it comes to basketball. Um And you've got to be able to work together and you have to be able to have an environment that you feel like you can succeed in. And right now, it seems like there might be some players who think that that environment can only exist if um, things change and if certain people possibly aren't there.
1: Yeah. And and with that, I think this coaching hire could. I don't know what Danny is thinking for the offseason that the Jazz really don't have many options other than trades and they're going to pick up a player for the um taxpayer mid-level exception which will be think rudy gay level player that's kind of what the jazz will bring in so if the jazz want and if they find the right coach who believes in the core everyone's been talking about trading a star the jazz might keep the core together and so i'm kind of interested is that what you would prefer would you rather find a coach who's confident in this core and then saying hey let's go do you think the jazz can with the right coach, can go contend with this core? or do you think there needs to be some major mix up, e- either that being trading a star and Gobert or Mitchell or trading other key starters, like uh, on Mike Conley, who, by the way, he has three or two years left. He, so next season and the season after both are over twenty million dollars. So yeah. he's he's kind of stuck with the jazz for the next two years at a pretty big cut of the cap. Uh, like, what do you want to look like? Make big moves or just make some small tweaks with a new coach and see what happens?
0: Um, I think that Mike needs to get moved. Um, just solely based on, I mean, he had a great regular season last year and then struggled in the playoffs. I And I think that just a lot of what has hurt the Jazz is having a, having a six-foot backcourt um, isn't really helping anyone like Donovan's really small. And if you slide him over to point guard, he's not as small, but you need someone bigger at shooting guard, just defensively. Just, I mean, the more space you take up, the harder it is to get around you. Like that's just simple physics. And right now they don't really have that. So I do think that Conley is the move that I'd like to see. I don't know what you can get um, for him. I don't know how, don't know his value in the league. But that's a move I think is going to happen. And as for that, I'd like the Jazz to at least bring in a new coach and see what happens for the first little bit. And if you need to get off Gobert or get off Mitchell midseason, as long as you feel like you're not losing value because of that, um, I think that that's probably a bit better than making two, making, um, two or three big changes at once. I think trying to limit that to, you know, maybe like a big change with the coach and a couple of, you know, smaller changes when it comes to the roster.
1: Yeah, I th- I think that's probably the route the Jazz are going to go unless they can get the right trade. Uh, yeah. It's like Danny says, Every there are no untouchable players for the right deal. I don't think the Jazz are going to get the trade that the Jazz want for either Mitchell or Gobert. Um, And so I think that either... Find a coach that believes in the core and thinks they can win a championship with this core. Or they, uh, the only other strategy is do the like one to two year rebuild. And, yeah. and so rather than what the Thunder are doing of just picking up a bunch of draft picks, it's more of a rebuild of have the pieces around with the expectation that you can get a big name free agent to come in and open up salary cap that way, which is really risky. When you're a small market like Utah, I know there are a lot of players who like Utah, but the big-name stars, they know they're not going to max out their earning potential in a place like Utah. So I think that's a risky route, and that would include trading basically your veterans. so you would need to find a trade for Gobert that gets you back some young pieces, and a trade for Mitchell, and probably you could probably keep on because he, he has one year left. And you can keep Clarkson because I think he's good value for his two more years at like 12 million, which I think is good value for him. But uh, I think it's the only other option. And that would only work if the Jazz get if the like if a team like the Hawks are just so anxious to get another star on the team that they trade John Collins, three picks and two other young stars. And I think that would be the only thing that like you could or not young stars, but young talent that you could kind of get depth around but i don't or see the jazz doing sudden, that and i don't see the hawks doing that
0: or if all of a sudden oklahoma city wants to offer you know 15 um, first round <laughs> picks <laughs> in like, conjunction just, with the trade
1: they, they just need to fill up their cap they space. just
0: change the rosters it's just a straight up roster swap you know send shea over here and you know just whoever they pick up <laughs>
1: How many picks, and, if, if they traded Shea for Donovan, how many picks would it take for you to accept that trade?
0: You know? I mean, I think you could do get three or four for it and I'd probably be, I mean, Shea I, has some big upside.
1: I think Shea um, right now is slightly worse than Donovan. And so he has the potential to be better. So yeah. if you get four picks
0: plus and Shea, so does Donovan, I might I mean, take it. Donovan's still, I mean, he is this going to be his fifth year in the league like this next season? I mean, that's, he's still got so much time to improve and he has kept improving each year. So it, it'll be exciting. There's definitely a lot of positives, you know, for the jazz. And that doesn't mean that things aren't rough right now, but I I'm doing my best to, you know, not have a woe, woe are us and um, everything's going, everything's going to hell, but <laughs> we'll, we'll see how it goes here. But anything else you want to say before we wrap up, Dale? Um,
1: one thing, this is kind of more housekeeping. I know we took a big break. Um, Nate was out of country for a while. I graduated. I had a kid. It's been a crazy month or so. Um, but we, we did want to give updates that keep like keep subscribed. Like, stay subscribed to the channel. We're going to keep putting stuff out. Not as often as we did. But we we want to keep talking about the jazz and kind of building a community here. So don't unsubscribe from us yet we're not a dead channel at this point we just took a break and we're going to start putting out videos about once a month and and we'll see where that takes us
0: awesome well thank you guys again for watching and it's it's hard to say right now but go jazz